What's up? This is Ralph Trezvan. You're listening to Reviews and Done with my dude, Derek Dunn. Keep it locked, fam. What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn of Reviews and Done, back with another throwback, a.k.a. flashback album review. On this edition, we're going to take it all the way back to 1995. Man, 95, what a year. Seventh grade, Friday came out, Bad Boys came out, Trump was still an asshole, Obama was, what, maybe still a lawyer back then? Yeah, I gotta look that up. So, yeah, my my co-host tonight, my guest, it's a very special um, one. It's somebody that I've been chopping it up with online for, seems like, damn near 20 years, but uh, she's a filmmaker. I call her affectionately my big sis, you know, until I found my other sisters out there in the world. She always had the title of uh, big sis. So I'm very excited to chop it up with her. She's uh, just a bright ray of sunshine. Whenever I'm feeling down on Facebook, you know, I can count on her to say something just to lift my spirits up. She doesn't um, hold any punches, but she's probably one of the kindest, most warm-hearted people that I haven't had the pleasure to actually personally meet yet. But as they say, God knows your heart, and he knows that she has a beautiful heart. So welcome to the line, Tree Port Zone, New Jersey's on, my big sis, Christy Woodard of Mahogany Media. How you doing this evening, sis? That was like the best intro ever. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know, it's all love, I'm, I'm okay. I'm much better now after that. <laughs> it's all love, fam. You know, I had to... Um, give you a big up and like I tell everybody you know it's like you know this podcasting thing it's um for me with my anxiety and with my stuff that I go through it's it's a relief but whether it's you whether it's talking to Stoney whether it's talking to Hank you know all the people in the group are in or anybody I talked to on mm-hmm. Facebook you know in 2020 it seems like nowadays you're close you're close to people on Facebook than you are to other people so everything I say is uh from the heart and you know I'm all about not only big up in black owned businesses, but I'm all about big up in black filmmakers, which is what you are. So, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit later on, but uh, let's get into this album. So Subway, Good Times, back in 1995, seventh grade Ooh. for your, for your uh, little brother. I was, I was, so, how old were you in 95? So Subway came out, I was 13 going on 14. Yeah, <laughs> I think this was like I was going into my senior year of high school. So this was like summertime, right? Summertime, yeah. I mean, I think they dropped the single in the winter of '95, yeah. and then you know they kept pushing it. But yeah, it dropped in uh, I think late '95. But uh, Subway, you know, okay. one of those many um, one-hit wonders. <laughs> they were signed to. Um, Biff, Tina, you guys know I, I have all my own theories on why certain groups didn't blow up, but you know, we're getting that later on. So Big Sis, what do you recall about Subway back in ninety five, your senior year of high school? Um, I just remember okay, I know we're gonna we're gonna listen to it, but I just remember the single with um seven oh two game we play. I remember that. And when you asked me to do this, I was like, okay, I'll revisit this because 
I feel like they were one of those groups were kind of lost in the sauce on that time because there was a turn happening in music. This was because I remember like my senior year was when Neo Soul was about to blow up. You know what I'm saying? So it was there was a lot going on, and Soul for Real was my favorite. You know of the, of that age of R&B. So I vaguely remember them because of single because I was a fan of 702. You know, so I'm indirectly like, oh, look at Subway. All right. Yeah. Let me check them out. <laughs> you know, what it was, was, you know, you, you can recall as someone <laughs> who worked in radio, <laughs> as someone who worked in radio and someone who like knew how big R&B was, you know, back at that time, there were so many groups out you know, in our younger days right. when we were coming up and it was like every single week, you know, it was a new R&B group dropping a CD and it was a great time to be alive. Right. Like that 92 to like 90, I say 99 was like some of the strongest years in R&B for me. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an 80s baby. I love 88. is probably my favorite year. But that 92, like, to 99 run was just, like, every single week, man, yeah. you had a new R&B oh. group. And the sad thing was, it was so much talent. Right. I mean, like, these cats weren't so, releasing. So, yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, they were, like. You still here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. These cats weren't releasing, you know, mediocre albums. Like, everybody was releasing quality music. It's like you had to bring your A-game or, or you weren't right. going to make it. So, yeah. You so, Subway. You had, to have, you had to have good production. You had to have dance tracks, you know, because that's when we were still dancing at, at the, you know, the school dances, the clubs, whatever. You had to have your dance tracks. You had to have your ballads. You had to have those vocals, you know. It was just, man, the 90s. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and get right into this album. Um, up first is Shy Town Ride featuring Easy and Tongue Twister, who may or may not be the Twister that we all know and love. I was wondering about that. Well, let's find out if you, you know, okay. we get to hear his verse. It's a subway thing, thing, thing. I went the 90s swing, swing, swing. It's time to max, and relax, all aboard, get inside. Dig your fan, dig your chin, get ready for the funky shot to ride. I'm making moves, still you do, so be acting like no fool. Just a chance, just a chance. 
That was Subway, Shy Town Ride, the first track from their CD, Good Times. Produced by Silky for Silky Productions, co-produced by Dinky Bigum. Now this track was a standard way they would start off their um, albums in the 90s, most R&B groups. Usually an up-tempo track, um, you know, you kind of waiting for the rap to come in so we could kind of confirm if the tongue twister was actually twister. Nothing spectacular, um, 90s sound, not a bad track, but just, you know, standard 90s track. Sis, what you think? That's what I was going to say. I was like, it's just so 90s. Like, <laughs> it almost sounds like, uh, like a 90s theme song. Like, you know, that, that would open, or like the opening of New York Undercover, one of those songs. Yes, When ma'am. they did the opening montages. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was very 90s. Um, it gave sort of that, like, when Immature was turning into IMX vibe, like when they were trying to, you know, become adult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, yeah, it sounds 90s. It wasn't like something I probably, I probably would have rode to it, but not really, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been my favorite song. All right, folks, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is The Better The Love and this one was produced by my man Herb Middleton and my music heads. I'm gonna throw a name out there that you guys probably haven't heard in a minute. And that's Chad Dr. Seuss Elliot. Dr. Seuss. Well. Subway was one of them groups, as you guys can see, once we get more into the CD, they're better at slower material than they were with up-tempo material. I think this is the perfect song for a young group. Not too crass, not too vulgar, no over-singing. Um, Herb and Chad really brought up the guys' voices. 
you can tell, you know, you can tell they're young, but again, you know, they're not trying to be older. They're riding that fine line just right. Mm-hmm. So quality album track. Sis, what you think? Um, yeah, it was an okay track for me. Um, it, the, it was like a Jodeci beat. That's what I put down. Um, it, and the lead, I don't know who's singing lead. I, I really never learned their name, sorry. But um, it, he reminds me of Tony Thompson, like his vocals. And it, I agree with them writing the fine line because they have mature vocals and some of the content or the lyrics are mature, but it's not cr- like you said, crass, not over the top to me. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Fire, written and produced by Dinky Bigum. Hey, baby. How you doing tonight? Huh? Yo, I've been thinking about you. Until it wakes me out of my sleep You bring me joy from all this pain Somehow the feelings hold us in I don't care how old we are Cause love don't have a limit, no These few words seem to you Let them show my gratitude those seventh grade dances ah man don't get me started because i'm getting some trouble i'm a married man now but yo this is probably my my favorite song at the middle school dances oh yes yeah yeah fire man takes me back i kept this joint on repeat it was the reason why i bought the album was strictly for this song i mean it's just now like my sis said, it gets a bit risque, but it's still innocent. And, you know, one of them things where if they have the lyrics and the CD booklet, you know, my old heads know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, on cassette tapes, you would go on the CD book, write the lyrics down, and um, try to pass them off as your own pickup lines to a young lady. Doing doing the same thing Dwayne Martin's flicky ass did in the Boys Men video, I'll Make Love to You. This cat wrote the lyrics down, went to the chick's house, who he just installed a security system at, and still ended up probably, you know, get you know, getting it. 
you can do that from the night. You can't do that now, though. You know, you get a restraining order, but that's another kind of uh, another conversation. Yeah, dope song. Um, better. That's right. You know, you folks know what I say this side. You know, I don't hold back. This song is better than a certain individual who's uh, in the media right now for some misogynist behavior. Mr. Tory Lanez, I'm calling you out for your wrong behavior. This song is better than your entire catalog, sir. So I'm gonna let my sis give her uh, give her thoughts on this song. Oh, you went at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember this one. Um, cause I yeah, when it was a single, it had to be a single because I never bought the album. Um, but I remember, yeah, like I said, I was in high school, but I remember this being one of those slow grinds, um, at the dances, at the homecomings and, and all that other stuff. Yeah. This is one that was, was one of those dedication records, you know, the, the, the silent, I mean, what you call it? Late night. Yep. Dedicate to the girl over the rail. One of those jams. One of the joints to where if you didn't have a, uh, if you didn't have the CD, you would, uh, you had or uh, Casio, or Miramax, or Sony, or here, here's one, TDK audio cassettes, and you would try to, you know, record songs off the radio and get it just right before they would come in with the yeah. call numbers or with the uh, commercial. That's how it was in the 90s. And it was <laughs> such a great... That was the true mixtape. That was the mixtape. <laughs> a great song. You time. had all of your, all of your songs. I'm, I'm telling on myself, but when you had the, you know, like the Bedroom Boom mixtape, yeah. That was on there, and you know, you know, you know, you being a radio sis, you, you know, you know, back in the nineties, you very rarely heard the same song, and this band of like, you know, I know up here in D.C., maybe three hours. I mean, it was very rare that the same DJ, you know, when they when they had their shows, would play the same mm-hmm. song in you know twice in four hours. Like it was always staggered out. So they had more control of their playlist back then. You know, it was, it was every now and then, like if something was super hot, of course you're going to hear it over the course of like this DJ's three hour, four hour set, you know, and, and you would hear some of the same songs, but not the same song every hour, like it is down. So, um, cause they had a lot more control. They were actually DJs wanted to break records and not play the same stuff. Everybody else was playing in every market. So um, yeah, I miss I miss the '90s radio too, man. Every day. All right, folks, we're gonna keep it moving. Up next is the song you guys probably all know. The song still gets play. This little game we play, featuring 702. Mm-hmm. Yo, baby, you ready to about you 
every day Got me feeling kind of freaky Girl, why you wanna leave me that way? Boy, I don't wanna leave you So I'll stay for a little while But we play by my rules Cause me and This little game we play You go high And I will seek Let me be the one To make you Co-written with his writing partner, Edwin Tony Nichols, and also produced and arranged by Mr. Gerald, man. So that a song like that is a testament to Gerald's talent because I couldn't see Gerald singing the song just based on the baritonic and prowls in his voice. But, you know, he made a song for some minors that comes off like, even now, you throw this joint on at a 30-nut party, People are gonna dance to it. So perfect, perfect single, dope song. The arrangement was good. Good harmony between 702 and Subway. Uh sis, what you think? Right. Because this was this is the one where actually for the video, you know, was being played, you know, just over and over again. Cause this was back when we still had the jukebox channel. You remember the jukebox channel? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it was being requested a lot. Yes. This was this was the single. And it just, it's funny to me that I remember 702 more than I remember Subway after this single dropped. Um, but, and as I was researching before we, when you asked me this, I was like, I don't even remember the fact that 702 was on Biv 10. So that was interesting to me too. So they said they were label mates, which is why they created the single to give them both publicity, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, this was it. This was like the song, like, probably for years after it dropped. <laughs> like, yeah. It was still being played, like, top of the hour, you know, type of song, so, yeah. And um, there was another one on this that we'll get to later that I I heard Gerald Levert, so that makes sense to me, that he was involved in the production of this album, so. And it's one of those things to where if you, um, you know, those, those are the only two singles released from the album, and I think what it was was um, they were on Biv 10 and they kind of suffered the same fate that a lot of artists suffered that were on Biv 10. And it's not a, it's not really a shot at Mike because, you know, Mike was a visionary and Mike really doesn't get enough credit for what he was trying to do, you know, when Biv 10 started. Right. And I just think he kind of, he kind of mm-hmm. got caught between trying to be an artist and trying to be, a label CEO, and I think yeah. Mike's thing was he couldn't yeah. fully give his artists everything that he wanted to because it's like, all right, well, you know, New Edition's finna reunite, so we got to working on that. What are you gonna do? Right. And it's like all that money, all that money that was on the table for that any reunion. It's like, well, you know, I have a chance to make some serious money. So shout out to Mike Bivens for being a visionary. We're gonna keep it moving. Up next, get the money. 
standard of tempo 90s track from subway get the money uh album track kind of forgettable just because it sounds dated it didn't age well at all this is probably mm-hmm. one of them songs where if they were doing one a promo tour they'd open up the the show with this just from the, the, the horn production and all that excuse me i could definitely foresee these cats opening their uh set with this song i mean maybe back in 95 it would have you know been hitting. I mean, I could definitely see this maybe being a summertime song with a, maybe a Clark Kent remix for the clubs, but, you know, kind of forgettable and not one of my favorites. Sis, what you think? I said the same thing. It's, it's kind of like a filler track or, um, like you said, something they would intro with or transition, you know, to give them a breather on stage or something like that. Um, it was, even though it's like one of the only two up-tempo tracks not including the remix two up-tempo tracks on the um on the album yeah it was just like mm, you know <laughs> Very, and, it, and then for them to be for chicago that was kind of it kind of felt west coast a little bit that track oh it's just weird <laughs> that's all i to say about that sorry subway you know we ain't hating it's just you know 20 <laughs> 25 years later it, you know, it, it didn't yeah. age well. It's the 90s. We get it. It was the 90s. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Up next, this is not a goodbye.
All right, that was This Is Not A Goodbye, written by Herb Middleton and Chad Elliott. Now, I've always liked this song, but at the ripe old age of 39, maybe it's just me, and I'm, I'm going to let you know Big Sis get her thoughts in too, but this kind of seems like the theme song for quote-unquote fuckboys who, <laughs> like, like, you know, you tell, you tell the young lady, you tell me a shorty that, you know, I love you, it ain't you, it's me. I'm not saying goodbye, and on occasion, you know, when I call you at two in the morning to come over for some food or for a quickie, I expect you to, you know, pick up the phone. So I want to be with you, but I don't want to be with you. Again, good song, but maybe it's just me and maybe I'm reading too much into it. So, you know, let's get a female's opinion, you know, a grown woman's opinion. Sis, what you think? Am I reading too much into it? It was. It reminded me of, um, what was it, Danielle Jones, Where I Want to Be? Like, you're kind of, you're telling me you love me, but you kind of want to go do your thing, you know? (laughs) So, it was, and it's weird coming out of, like, teenage boy's mouth. It was, yeah. (laughs) It was, uh, well, for the track, it it really sounded high-fi to me. Like, it sounded, and, and it, at the same time, it sounds like, young guys trying to be Jodeci, you know, as far as raunchiness a little bit. So it, it ugh, I don't know. It <sighs> cringy, a little cringy. It's, it's the stuff you pick up on as an adult. Later. So, yeah. yeah. So again, <laughs> it's not a bad song, but again, it's like. I feel we were probably bobbing our head, you know, yeah, it, it, it feels 90s. like another filler track. Also, we were probably kind of bobbing our heads getting through the album. But now you're like, little boy. Like uh, you know, if I was a um, you know, had had I realized my filmmaking dream and I was able to do that, like I would, I'd recreate the scene from Say Anything with the boombox when Cusack's out, Cusack's outside. I own this guy's window with the um boombox and he's playing Peter Gabriel. But see, I'm gonna flip it. And I'm gonna play this song. And you're telling the girl, like, yeah, like, it ain't goodbye. And then it's like, oh, he's coming back. Like, nah, shorty. Like, you know, I got somebody else in the car next to me. So, so you know, if it don't work out with her, I can always come back to you. Man, stuff you notice as an adult. Yeah, it's very, it's very fuckboyish. And and I probably, in the teenage years, a boy could have got away with that. And I don't know. It was a lot of 90s music that was terrible in morals but they sung it so well we didn't mind <laughs> if that makes sense. yeah i mean not it makes like it, we're teenagers that's yeah, what we're supposed to do we're supposed to like it, it makes total sense you know and they sell it so very very well but you're just like yo like really like right. that's what they were singing about they like, sung it well but when oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah you read the lyric you think about it a little bit it's like mm-mm I mean, even if you notice, like with a uh, with new edition, like you know, just just how cold, you know, my kind of girl is. That is a cold classic song. But yo, right. they're really they're really dissing you, like yo, you're not my kind of girl. You're really like, rejecting me. But you're so to a dope beat. <laughs> uh, that should be the next podcast. Like the top 100 songs that are kind of risque and borderline misogynistic. You know. 25 years and 35 right. years later. Like they, they couldn't fly today, but they were jamming yesterday. <laughs> uh, having too much fun. <laughs> All right, we keep it moving. Up next is uh, 
sticky situation. four or five years and again you know maybe i'm getting older oh my <laughs> but, uh, like, all right first first let me uh let me give credit where it's due it ain't loose in this tight wait wait a minute what what were the lyrics <laughs> let me give credit where it's due and point out what my big sis said yeah definitely some joy to my pearls over here <laughs> definitely some josie riffs going on in the background um yeah all right so sticky situation <laughs> it's not loose girl it ain't tight <laughs> 1995 so you just told the young lady that it's not a goodbye now it's a sticky situation so are you across town with somebody else moving on or are you just letting her once again, no. Come back. It ain't. If it ain't you, you know, it's not you. It's me. And now we're at a sticky situation. Now I could, you know, read into this a lot of ways and possibly say, yeah, it's a sticky situation. You know, you caught up in some shit. She caught you cheating. It could be a "Baby, I'm Sorry, Take Me Back" song. But if it ain't loose, if it ain't tight, it's a sticky situation. So, <laughs> so, so many angles you could uh, mm. take you said that something with. about long and strong and yeah. I mean, granted, you know, the 90s, man, we was getting it in, but, you know, this is supposed to be like a, oh my. a, a preteen group. Mm. I don't. I mean, it maybe, was a good track. Why does it feel like, you know how, uh, especially when you have labels, like you have songwriters 
and they create songs and kind of just give it to somebody. It feels like songs were created for like older older group, and they just said gave it to Subway. <laughs> this was another uh, Dinky Bingham production. You know, Dinky had damn near the bulk of the album, so it's like I think I'm gonna have to find Dinky. Dinky Bingham and interview Dinky because so he had the bulk he, of the song. Did he write or he was just producing? Nah, he wrote the song. You know, he wrote this one and like a few more. So Dinky wrote this joint and he wrote a... Uh, wrote that. Yeah, Dinky Bingham and Sean Brown wrote this one and Dinky produced it also. So maybe, I mean, maybe this was supposed to be for New Edition and Mike was like, nah, give that to Subway because Dinky also wrote on home again and you know me I'm, I'm a album credit reader and their song was going back to 1994 on home again they were produced at the same time written by dinky bingham so maybe he just like look we're in the studio you know mike was going across town was like yo dinky i need four more songs for subway because here trying to save that money wow like yeah that's, i'm looking at that song in, a, in an entirely new entirely new <laughs> Entirely new light now. Were you, was that on mixtape? Was that on your mixtape back in '90s? Oh no, no, no! You know, back in the '90s, before I got really deep into the music and all that, it was strictly the uh, the hits. I mean, on occasion, you know, you might have an album track, but it was strictly about you know, this was seventh grade, so it was strictly about what was on the radio and gotcha. what what CDs I was buying. But yeah, definitely a uh, yes mm. sticky situation. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Mm. Up next is Get the Money, Fat Pockets Remix. Get the Money, Fat Pockets Remix, uh, similar to its album version. This right. is also what they call a filler track. A pointless remix just taking up space. Truth be told, they probably could have cut this song and just threw it on one of the singles as a bonus track. It wasn't needed. Um, if anything, I would have reached out to Gerald just paid Gerald some extra money or even Dinky and got another ballad or something kind of in the vein of like um, a Candy Rain or a Immature, we got it. Just something up-tempo, but nice and I guess fun to show their youthful side. It's like, it just, it doesn't, it's a filler track and yeah, I, I can't say no more. Filler track. Is this what you think? That was weird. 
Why have a remix that sounds basically just like the original? I was waiting for like a feature or something. Like I thought it was gonna be like you know a, a rap feature or something. They could, or they could even did the opposite and made it a slow rack or acapella or you know sometimes we when you used to have those maxi singles back in the day, you would have like the album version and a couple of remixes and acapella version, all this stuff. I mean, giving the boys to me in treatment. They can actually, you know, they can actually sing. You know, so I don't know. Or even Those something like, base, like you said. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, with them being from Chicago. A track album, like. Yeah, well, like, you know, as, as you said earlier, with them being from Chicago, even giving something like a Chicago stepping type of, you know, groove, but it was, you know, right. it's, it's a fellow track. So, yeah, that's all we're going to say about that. All right, folks, we've reached the last track. Once again, from the pen of the late, great Gerald LeVert and his co-writing partner, Mr. Edwin Tony Nichols. And that's the song, Good Times. Yeah, I can't forget about all the good times we had back home. Just kicking it with the homies, singing in a subway, trying to get a break, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, this song is going out to all the people back home in Chicago, you know. So I want y'all to sit back, think of all the good times you had. While me and my fellas just break it down, a little bit something just like this. Check it out. talking about so that's quality r&b and this right here R&B. personally i think i would have made this the third single um you know you guys know that although i didn't achieve my you know my filmmaking dream i could have easily seen this as a, a late summer single and the perfect you know pitch would have been good times good times over the summer that end of summer cookout with all the right. people been over the summer, yeah, this definitely could have been a huge crossover yeah. hit to uh, urban contemporary. Right. Another this one from Gerald the Bird. Cookout with the the generational cookout, the family reunion song. No, this, this was the only track, literally the only track they weren't talking about girls. Like <laughs> only track on the album, but 
Yes. And you could tell, literally, it sounds like Gerald LeVert did a demo and they just sang exactly like Gerald LeVert. Yeah, definitely. His, his stamp track. is all over that. All right, so you folks know how we end how we end the throwback and album reviews. Uh, sis, I need your top three and a final letter grade. Okay, my top three, of course, game we play because it was it was the classic. It was the you know the one I still like to this day. Um, and I'm gonna say fire because I just remembered today that I remember that song and I did. And then good times, just because, I mean, man, that was good R&B. That was good singing, good production, good writing. Can't beat that. And I'm going to give a C minus. A C minus? Because of the, 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 the little watch. <laughs> right, I'm going to say um, my top three are Fire, this little game we play, and Good Times, the same as you. I'm going to be a little bit kinder just off the strength of those three songs, and it's only nine tracks, well, eight, if you don't count that pointless-ass remix. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say a C plus because it, it is stuff on here that's quality music, and it's just like I said, it's a bit better than a lot of cats coming out today. And commentary-wise, I think Subway just got lost in the shuffle, and I think with everything that Bib wanted to do with his label and with the, the Emmy reunion, he just couldn't properly – Focus on them mm-hmm. whether they wanted to. So yeah, top three for me are Fire, this little game we play, Good Times, Final Grade, C plus. All right. Well, I'll let you folks know that I did have a filmmaker on the line. So uh Miss Woodard, if you don't mind, tell the folks out there about your latest project and your company. Oh, um, my company is Mahogany Media. Um, I have been freelance photographer and videographer for over 10 years and a filmmaker, well, a serious filmmaker for this five years. Um, and my latest project, we just wrapped principal photography for Situationships, the series, which is an adaptation of a book called Situationships, hashtag, hashtag Situationships, um, by one of my friends, AJ Say Hall. So um, now we're moving into post-production and hopefully we'll get out around Valentine's Day of next year. So, yeah. Cool, cool. And where can folks find you on social media? They want to follow you and where can they donate to your project? All things are Mahogany Media, M-A-H-O-G-A-N-I Media um, on, what am I on? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't do Snapchat or TikTok or anything like that, but yeah. Hit me up. All right, folks. This has been Derek Dunn with Reviews and Dunn with another throwback, aka Flashback Album Review. Up next is Rick James, Street Songs. And in honor of my big sis, the filmmaker, the Ralph Tresvent fangirl, the 80s film aficionado, I'm going to leave you guys with something by uh, Spike Lee. I'm just trying to tell a good story and make thought-provoking, entertaining films. I just try and draw upon the great culture we have as people, from music, novels, the streets. The great Spike Lee. Until the next time, done out. Hey, it's your man Royale Watkins, writer, comedian, director, husband, father, friend. You are checking out 
reviews and done right be sure to check out this episode and be sure to check out some of the other amazing episodes shout out to my man Derek Dunn for having me on the show and we'll look forward to you guys checking us out soon